All right, Fritzberg and bloodandfaith.com. It's the after show. This is the show after the Sunday morning sermon. And with all the blather out there, all the all the work, all the talk, all the intellectual industry and noise in order to fix this country. I don't know. I think we've got two problems. Number one is there's there's good passionate people that are working hard to find a solution that won't fundamentally change America into a Christian country. Coupled out with the fact that many Christians, many pastors, if not most pastors, cannot imagine living in a Christian country or building a Christian country. It's not even on their radar. They don't want a Christian country. Don't want one. It would be intolerant and divisive. (laughs) And so they don't want a Christian country. They're not going to build a Christian country. They're not going to do it. Like, we don't want a Christian country. I just want to do my Christian thing in a secular country. I think most pastors and most churches are that way, in their heart of hearts. And you know that when people, when there's articles that come out and it talks about how uh, Christian nationalism, there's pastors out there uh, uh, railing against Christian nationalism. Oh, you know, that's just wrong to impose our religion on other and all this stuff. We don't want we they just want they just want to do their church thing in a quote unquote religiously neutral country so they can run their business, do their thing, whatever they think it is, and that's it. And that's why I know that we're not on the track to change this country. We're not on the track to change America. We're not. We got some good, hardworking, patriotic Americans that do not have a they may be individually Christian focused, but we're, we're, we're trying to cure cancer by trimming our fingernails. Let's put it that way. We're trying to cure cancer by trimming our fingernails because the thought of doing an invasive surgery and going into the guts of a human being and cutting out the cancer is unthinkable to them. It's unthinkable. We can't do that. Well, we can't do that. Why, why not? Well, it's just it's too much. We can't do that. And so they want to trim fingernails in order to, 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 to uh, cure cancer. And this is just as bad in the churches as it is for people that aren't church-going folks. And there's a lot of patriotic... I'm, I'm not sure what to call I don't. I don't like the, the term conservative anymore, but they're on the right track. They're on the right track, their mind's in the right place, their heart's in the right place, and they don't want anything to do with going to church. And, and I, I don't blame them. <laughs> I hate to say that, but I, I get it. I don't blame them. And they go to the church, and the church is like, well, we don't want, we don't want to build a Christian nation. We have no intention of building a Christianity. We just want to do church and wait for the rapture. And as a result, I don't think today, in 2023, January of 2023, we're on the track to change this country. I just don't. I don't think we are. The church is AWOL. The church is gone. The church has gone the way of the Talmud followers. They've invented these these religious traditions where it says, you know what, Uh, we don't need to build a Christian country. Uh, you know, we're just, we're just trying to get along with everybody. We would never want to offend our Jewish brethren, for example. Never, never. Oh, no. And so they've built this little false religion on the side, created a new religion. And they're not willing to go and do the hard surgery. They want to go trim their fingernails and get a little haircut and, and, and pretend that this is going to be better. Therefore, we're not going to solve the problem in the United States of America in 2023 or in the, in the succeeding generations unless that attitude changes. 
listen, you're either going to build a Christian nation, a Christian country, or you're going to live in an antichrist country. That's that's the, the the history of the 20th century is proof of that. Oh, we just want a you know a nice country where we can all we're all Americans, and it's a big fat lie. It's a big fat lie. Especially look what's happened in the last 15, 20 years. Now the people that made America are being demonized. Christian white people, white Christians have been demonized by who? By the seed of the serpent. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. Once your eyes are open, you can't unsee it. By the seed of the serpent. And 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 where you have to start is not any anything historical. It's the Holy Scriptures. You've got to start in the Holy Scriptures. If you don't start in the Holy Scriptures, the, the, you're either going to get make a mistake about history or reject history or it's going to be the wrong motivation. The motivation and the truth has to come out of the Holy Scripture. It has to be the Holy Scriptures. All the way back to Genesis chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. That's the foundation of what I'm talking about. What Jesus Christ said over and over and over again is the foundation as well. What John wrote about in 1 John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 4, 2 John, the Revelation... Oh, but we can't do that because that would mean people are going to call you dirty names, aren't they? They're going to call you dirty names. Well, you're divisive and you're you're not inclusive and you're they always call you. They're going to call you racist no matter what. If if you if you if you want to paint your ceiling white, they're going to call you racist. And if, they, if you want to paint your ceiling black, they're going to say, "Oh, you're just appropriating something else." If you're white, you can't win. So you know what? Stop playing their game. Stop playing their game. That's all I got to say. Stop playing their game. Focus on loyalty to our monarch. We have a monarch. You want a Christian country? We've got a monarch. We're going to build a monarchy where Jesus Christ is Lord. And he may not be present. He may be, he may be ruling from heaven. But by God, we're going to have a monarchy, and Jesus Christ is going to be Lord. And the Ten Commandments is going to be our Constitution. And everything else is, is secondary. You have to have a culture and a people whose passions, whose loyalty is to Jesus Christ. And the schools have to teach this. If you're going to have government schools at all, you don't need a government schools. In the entire history of the world, there hasn't always been government schools. And, and schools, all schools at all time, in all places, are always coming from a philosophical or uh, political or religious point of view. In other words, all schools are religious. They just don't call it a religion. Well, we're not a religious school. We're a secular school. Fine. Call it what you want. It's a, still a faith-based institution where you're making assumptions about the nature of reality— and you're teaching that to your children. Right now, we have the assumption about the nature of reality is that there is no God, and we emerged by, by chance. We're just random acts of, of occurrence with no meaning in life. No meaning, no directions whatsoever. And so guess who runs the, the show? Satan runs the show with his children. Just like God runs, God influences the world through his church, Satan influences the world through his children, through his own synagogue. Oh, I just never heard of this stuff before. Uh, where did you get this stuff? I got it out of the Holy Bible. I got it out of the Holy Scriptures. <clears throat> it's from the Holy Scriptures. And, 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 but that has to be the foundation. If your foundation is not the Holy Scriptures, you're going to make a mistake. And you're going to get sidetracked, and you're, you're going to get confused, and you're going to get deceived. The foundation is the Holy Scriptures. <clears throat> I cover this a lot at bloodandfaith.com. This is why I focus on the Holy Scriptures, because that's the answer. It's not something else. There's not another Savior out there. There is no other Savior. 
And when you understand what the truth is according to the Holy Scripture, then the world starts making sense. And what I'm saying is the church doesn't want to stand, understand the world according to the Holy Scripture, doesn't want to understand the world according to uh, Genesis 3, 14 and 15. Won't do it. This is where God comes down and he tells the snake, he tells the serpent, he tells the devil, he says, listen, I'm going to make, I'm going to cause there to be a deep-seated enmity between you and your seed and the woman and her seed. The church rejects that idea, fundamentally rejects that idea. No, no, we're all one. We're all children of God. We're all of the faith of Abraham. No, 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 no. Genesis 3, 14 and 15. God Almighty says, I'm going to put enmity there. Not man. God Almighty is going to put enmity there. And if you're trying to get rid of that enmity, you've lost. You've surrendered to Satan because they're not getting rid You think Satan's going to get rid of his enmity towards the seed of the woman? I don't think so. That's not a scriptural idea. So when the church is out there, oh, we, we need to be one with these people <clears throat> and love them and support them. You're contrary to the Holy Scriptures, man. You're contrary to the Holy Scriptures. You've lo you love the world. You love the world more than you do God. You become an adulteress. You become part of the great prostitute. As you grovel and, and seek the assurance and love and acceptance of those who reject Jesus Christ. That's what's happened to the church. Till this gets dealt with, there's nothing, nothing going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. And until the church purges itself of that idol worship, nothing's going to happen. Jesus Christ is the monarch. He's the Lord. He's, he's got to be the monarch of nations. And the and the Ten Commandments has to be the foundation of for a Christian nation. And commandment one is that yeah, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And that points to Jesus Christ. Take a country like the United States. No, there's no secular order. There's no religious neutrality. We're going to pray in the name of Jesus Christ at our schools. We're going to put the Ten Commandments on the walls of every courthouse in America. The Ten Commandments is going to be the foundation of our law, and we're going to get rid of any law, any social policy that, that contradicts the idea of covetousness. Oh, and by the way, we're going to get rid of the, the banking system, because that's, that's contrary to God's... God. There's no such thing as eternal debt. That's slavery. People say, oh, I'm against slavery in all its forms. No, you're not. If, you, if you're not against mortgages, you're not against slavery. If you're not against debt, you're not against slavery. If you're not against this, this, the, the bankers and the international, the fact that you can't live your life without debt, you're not against slavery. The beauty of, the beauty of a debt-based economy is, is people, people pretend like they don't know who the, the slaves are. Well, it's just a loan from a bank. No, you're a slave. You're a slave to the bankers. You're a slave to those who created the money out of nothing. Christian nation has to go there to get out from underneath the usurers. Oh, that sounds like an anti-Semitic trope, trope, trope. anti-Semitic idea. Fine. That's the other thing, church has to do. Stop being afraid of being called dirty names. Jesus Christ was not afraid to be called a dirty name. They called him insane, and then he had a demon. <laughs> and the church runs around, oh, somebody called me a dirty name. I guess we have to change. Well, we can't do that so because they'll call us anti-Semitic. So we have, to change our whole, we have to change the Word of God and ignore the Word of God and come up with traditions that reinterpret, reinterpret the Holy Scriptures. So no, I don't think that we're on track to change this. I don't. I really don't. 
the, the big mo was not going in our in our direction. I don't think we're going to change this until we fundamentally dig down and deal with the issues that I've been talking about here at bloodandfaith.com. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that talks about this. But if the church is still in love with the world, still wants to find a, a neutral ground, a third path where we can all get along and we can all be good Americans together, and you exalt your secular religion over Jesus Christ. Uh-uh. No, uh-uh. Another, another whole another whole category of thought is what constitution to, constitutes the nation? What consti- what is a nation? My answer is it's a big family. They're all blood related. Guess whose idea that was? God Almighty's starting with Adam and Eve, then with Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and with the 70 nations that come out of the Tower of Babel. That's God's idea. It's a big family. It's a big family, and they're all related by blood. That's a nation. But you've got the seed of the serpent saying, oh, no, that's not a nation uh, except for their country. We want to make a, 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 an artificial nation. And this goes right to the Pharisees. It goes right to the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 15. Where it said, yeah, no, forget about honoring your, your ancestors and your blood. Uh, we have a, an artificial family, so honor them by giving your money to the Pharisees. This is the devil's work. It's the demon's work. And so, oh, we're going to mix all the nations up together. It'll be so wonderful. No, it won't. No, it won't. God Almighty came down for the benefit of mankind to break up Babel. For the benefit of mankind, he came down to break up Babel. Well, Fritz... You're sounding like you want to do major surgery. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I want to do major surgery. And the church wants to clip its fingernails and think that's going to that's gonna work. Now, do I think we're going to get there? Yeah, I don't know how. But I guess that's, that's because I'm not in charge. I'm not in charge of this thing. Rebel leader number one's in charge. Rebel leader one is in charge. Jesus Christ is in charge. I'm not. I, I got a job. My job is like... Uh, you know, I say what I say. That's my job. It's to say what I say and, and, and to throw these ideas out there. And I pray to God they take root. I pray to God they take root in the, in the heart of the church. We're not saving this country by trimming its fingernails and getting a haircut. We need massive, deep, invasive surgery to cut out some cancers. We, may, we need a complete retraining of our mind to know what a nation is. A nation under explicitly under Jesus Christ. And if people don't want to serve Jesus Christ, find another nation. Oh, you can't say that. Yes, I can. Yes, I can say that. Go look. I, mean, I, I don't get into this because, because I'm trying to focus on, on the majors and not on the minors. There's people out there that absolutely hate the sons and daughters of Christendom hate them, and they are explicit about it. They don't even hide it. I've talked about Noel Ignatiev many, many times, and he says his whole purpose in life is to erase the white race. The sons and daughters of Christendom, hello. I've talked about this with, with many, many other thinkers. And the church says, well, they can do their thing. They can have their ideas, but we can't have ours. Really? So, yeah. I mean, if you want to do church and have your, you know, your, your drum sessions and your, you want to do your little religion, 
I, I serve a king. I serve a monarch. He's the king of every nation on the earth. I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for his power or his authority on this earth, on this planet. I'm not going to apologize for his plans to have Christian nations, many Christian nations, all of which are different. Well, different characteristics, different, different, they will look different. They will be in different places. But Christian nations, the nation that will not serve Jesus Christ will be destroyed at some point in history, at some point. But even in Christendom, you had many nations in Christendom that weren't the same, didn't, didn't look the same, didn't have the same language, didn't occupy the same geographic area. Yet they were the nations of Christendom. That's just a foretaste of what's to come. And the church wants to fly away. FritzBergerandBloodFaith.com. This has been the After Show.